Hello, anybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, number 37. I'm your host, <laughs> Dieter. With me always is... Mike. And together, we are friends who enjoy reading comic books, but there's one thing we enjoy doing more than reading them, and that's discussing them <laughs> together. And uh, then, I guess... Not more important, but running a close third of those two things is recording it and putting it on the internet for people, which is weird. <laughs> it's weird that it worked out that way. And uh, we could do that, right? So We could. And we do. And we get lots of people listening. Yeah, like at least three. three. <laughs> at least. At the very least, there's three. One of which we don't know. Right. So yeah, anyway, fuck it. We got nothing to talk about. So getting right into it. Superman. Actually, before we even say Superman, oh Entertainment Weekly's Superhero of the Year, Holy Superman. Shit. Fucking number 21. What do you think, Mike? What Truth, do I think? part four. Brian Michael Bendis, writer. Ivan Reyes on pencils. Joe Pardo and Auclair Albert? What? Eau Claire? <laughs> what? Huh? How do you say Eau that Claire? guy's name? Eau Claire? Is it Eau Claire Albert? Auclier. <laughs> Auclier. Uh Albert on the inks. It's actually Auclair Albert. Auclair Albert. There you go. On inks, yeah. A French Canadian, right? And uh Alex Sinclair on the colors. Uh yeah, so this cover. We're gonna go back we're gonna go back to that old bit that we used to do. Even though we'd always do it after the story. Let's just do it now because it's the cover, but always judging the story by its cover. Not much to do with the story, no. but Superman's fucking package <laughs> is ginormous on this cover, dude. It's insane. Yep. It looks like he's fucking holding a baby in those fucking shorts, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, it looked like he took a dump in it. It's, yeah, like it's a reverse dump. Like he took a shit in the, the front of a diaper. Well, he he just he took the dump and he turned like, oh shit, what do I do now? I got to fight Mongol. So he turns it around. There you go. It'll, this will scare him. It's like, and it's weirdly, weirdly highlighted because mm-hmm. like his abs are dark, his like quadriceps are dark, like everything's like inked over and it's fucking hella smooth, like in the front, <laughs> but there are distinct stretch lines like close to his hips, but you can see it's obviously like sitting on his hips and that is a bulge, dude. That's crazy. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Literally. It's I love fucking- how much time you spent on his package. It's dude, You're reading at it. least seven to eight minutes before I opened this book. I was just like marveling at like how they got away with this. I was like, what the fuck, dude? It's bigger than his thigh. It's <laughs> hilarious. And then it's even more so to the point when you open it up to like that superhero of the year, Superman. Yep. Like look how flat and non-toned it is yeah. on this picture. Like he's clearly like struggling in the fucking package <laughs> department here where you'd worry about him. You'd worry like, about him. You might want to try some of those, like, you know, foreskin stretching techniques they do or something. What? To make it even just appear larger. You do some foreskin stretching techniques? Well, isn't that like that guy that has, like, the biggest dick in the world? Like, isn't it just, like, 18 inches of foreskin that he stretched out over his, like, dick? (laughs) No, I have no idea. Uh, Sorry. That must have been... I mean, I don't know either, but... (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) If I had another Patreon about, like, penis sizes, I'm sure it wouldn't be on there either, you know? If you had one. If I wasn't obsessed with it, but I don't know. But yeah, just Superman's package in general, I suppose. Is that why he's Superhero of the Year? 
because he has he can either have like a gigantic dong or like no dong at all. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you know, he's how many, tough. How many issues are they going to put that on the cover? I don't get it. They're really proud of it. Does DC like own Entertainment Weekly? That'd be even funnier. They must. <laughs> like just self-promoting. Like, like, basically, yeah. Isn't that what they all do? have they ever had a superhero of the year like announcement before? I Yeah, I've never seen it before, so I have no clue why it's there. But, uh, I don't know. So this one, you think you would be lucky enough for this story to start where it's not going to be like a time jump. And it's like, <laughs> you're just going to get it straight for Because, like, you don't, you just get where they are in this one, right? Like, planet Gorfo. Gorfo. The Satrum region, North Hills. Like, you think somebody really, like, I don't know. Is that more of a location than a name? North Hills? Because that's like, the like name, the North Hills think. of the Satrum region in, on planet Gorfo. Yeah, I guess. It's so. a full on location, as though we know the entire uh, terrain <laughs> of that planet. But you get this weird Superman doing like a retrospect on his own self, right? Constantly uh-huh. like being like, oh, I don't really like a lot of the things I about myself. I don't like my voice. I don't like the way I talk to people. I really don't like getting angry. But then like, that's just in his head. What's really going on is he's like trying to get Mongol to like leave him alone. And he's like, look, I saved your life. He's like, no, you didn't. He's like, yeah, I did. 14 minutes ago, so specific. And then, <laughs> god damn it. Let's go back, I know. Let's go back to those, see what happened in those 14 minutes that fucking Clark talked about. And uh, it's literally just panels, though. There's not even, like, words to it. No. They totally, like, cheaped out on this shit. But the best part about the whole, uh, I saved your life, he goes, you, you saved my life from who, you? Like, doesn't count. <laughs> It's like, yeah. hold on, you just decided not to kill him. You didn't save his life. But that wasn't who, he, he, and then he claims he saved it from all the other. Yeah, who uh, were pretty much destroyed. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you, you owe me, Mongol. And then you get. It's a pretty epic battle here, though. It is pretty good art, and it's a pretty good battle. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I love Ivan Reyes' uh, drawings here. Here. Here, sorry, because we <laughs> we can get <laughs> total. Into it in a, we can get into it in a little bit and about maybe over there where it's not so great, but yeah, it's a pretty sweet battle scene. And then it uh, the only thing that Clark Kent thinks he does well for himself, oh, I I'm married very well, like that's a thing. Yeah, what was the deal with that? I'll give myself that. It's like, wait, yeah, I don't know. You married well, like you chose. A wife, like I don't, it, almost makes it seem like Lois didn't have a choice in it, and it was like all of Clark's doing. Like <laughs> I did, I well. did this. I married well. Lois, be damned. <laughs> it was just a weird thing yeah. to say, a weird thing to pat yourself on the back for, I suppose. So oh, it's uh, a way of praising Lois, but very clunky. And then, like, it cuts to Lois, and it's the Drake Hotel, Chicago, Earth. Like we needed that. Earth part, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, was it Chicago back at the fucking, whatever, the Santinum region or whatever? Yeah, was it Planet, the North Hills and then Chicago? Uh, of Planet yeah. Gorfo? Oh, yeah, it's like Earth, Ch- Chicago. I oh, know. Lois Lane's not on Planet Gorfo. She's on Earth. Duh. But it cuts back to, like, exactly where it left off mm-hmm. with her, with being uh, photo or journalist bombed or whatever by... What was that lady? Oh, Bethany Snow or some yep. shit? 
uh, from the Daily Star. From the Daily Star, and she's like, "Why is your husband claiming he's the king of the earth?" And it's I actually like this where she's about to be like, "My husband would never," and then she like catches herself. She's like, "Wait, like you can't say like you know what I mean?" She's still even in the heat of the moment, like where she almost slips up to give like a quote that you know only a fool would give like she kind of catches herself and backs Why? off to to claim that he wouldn't say something when he actually did she said did not cuz she says as a like as a fact like he did not and would never but then she backs off and says like well he doesn't even see himself as a leader of the justice league so mm-hmm. you're and then, like she skirts the question you know what i mean she turns oh, it into yeah. like a journalist thing versus like just falling apart and be like, he wouldn't do that and like getting uh, angry and mm-hmm. then it'll be like, you know, quote, Lois Lane even like isn't aware of what her husband does and shit like that. So it's like, I don't know. I thought it was a good character moment for her. Oh yeah, completely. But, you know, they get into it and she's like, tell me where you got that from anyway. And she's like, fuck you. And then the <laughs> cameraman gives it to her anyway. So it's like, <laughs> I know. <clears throat> but then, like, she closes the door and I don't know if she was like what happened to her face oh it looks awful it's It's like she got into the like something that cheetah's smoking or whatever (laughs) she's got into the catnip again she's got that cheetah face going that cheetah paranoia face going on and her chin got really big this is the uh, I think this is the old Claire Albert drawings whereas the rest of it is uh, Ivan Reyes because I haven't seen anything this bad out of Ivan Reyes yet and it's just and it's only done as like a joke right because she's like wait if he did say that that would make me the the queen of earth and okay okay i need a lawyer i need all the lawyers more uh bendis jokes but I so know, it's like, I, she... I understand the the uh reporters going nuts over this right and just making a big story because whatever right it's a story that's what reporters do but why is everybody why is she so freaked out like this is something real you have a video of him saying, "Hey, I speak. I'll speak for the Earth." When you've got a, when you're sitting here in space, a bunch of aliens coming down to to blow up Earth, and he goes, "Look, I'll speak there for everyone, and let's all get along." Right in in the middle of a heat of the moment thing, like even if yeah, he says, right? "I am king of the Earth," what does that mean? It means nothing. Yeah. I don't understand why. It's not like <laughs> why an does official she title and shit. <clears throat> as long as he, he'll just come back like, and explain himself and be like, "All right, who the fuck else wants to do it then?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, right, I don't want to do it. Who, who wants to be the king of the earth? Who wants to talk to all these fucking weird-ass aliens and yeah, not get, like, blown up by some fucking death? Or, look, I tried to talk to him, and look what I had to fight Mongol. Who, which one of you is, is going to fucking fight Mongol? Exactly. Yeah. They're all what does it mean that I'm, I'm king of the earth? I just had a bunch of people that was threatening someone, and I decided to fight back and say whatever I wanted to uh, get this fight going, right? I don't, right. I don't get it. Right, and it's like, the people of Earth like are still so fucking conceited and selfish where they like they don't even like want to recognize that there's like other alien races out there and there's something bigger than just being like a citizen mm-hmm. of Earth. Like oh, we might actually have to like agree on something with another planet. Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But uh So then I guess the time jump is now it's back to that the beginning of the book, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. because now this is the fourteen minutes later. Yeah, so this is the 14 minutes later, and they're back to kind of fighting each other again. But then Mongol's like, you know what? Actually, I came here to break up your stupid little legion of plant or what was it called? The United Planets. The United Planets. And I did, because they're all killing each other now. And you're a piece of shit. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) 
and he like takes off. This is after he stripped down. Yeah, they both kind of stripped <laughs> both down. Both like just tearing the clothes off. Yeah, it's kind of hot. Yeah, Mongols don't have a shirt on anymore. That's a little crazy. <laughs> Superman's missing his cape. So he got ripped off. Now this is the the newest Mongol, right? Who just stuck his fist through his dad's chest. Yeah, I think they're all the same though, like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But yeah. I think one just replaces the other and it's <clears throat> kind of a yeah. joke more than anything else, but I was just curious if it was supposed to be the second one. Oh, not only does it, is his like wish like, oh you know, he broke up the United Planets when the Superman's like, and he started like a bunch of wars. Like people are gonna come mm-hmm. kick your ass. He's like, Well, that's kinda what Mongols into. So he's like, see you around. Superman, and he says it with air quotes, which is awesome. <laughs> Superman, that's awesome. And then, <laughs> and then Clark does see that like all the other, all the peace that they worked towards, is falling apart since Mongol kind of killed all their leaders. So everybody did start fighting each other again, and Clark goes to break it up, and uh, everybody kind of starts healing and shit. And then it's kind of it's if it wasn't Wonder Woman that told him to go home, it'd be like really like combined with the marrying comment. Like now it's like, hey, you know, you just left Lois all on her own. <laughs> you better go home and fucking make sure she's okay because she cannot take care of herself. Is what it sounds like, right? Because mm-hmm. like Diana's like, get the fuck out of here, Clark, immediately. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I can still help you. And then Green Lantern's like, look, I think Diana's trying to tell you. You left your wife at home in the middle of a hurricane that you started. Now go home, Clark. So are they referencing the fact that he called him, that he uh, spoke for Earth? Or think, because of the fact that he gave up, he told everybody who he was? I think it was the identity reveal. Yeah, okay. Because he kind of was like, hey, everybody, I'm Clark Kent. Peace. <laughs> and <he> like, <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's just fucking drifting through space on the way home with his eyes shut. Like, duh, duh. No hurry whatsoever. He's got like, See, his and, cape got torn off, so what is he wearing? He's wearing someone else's clothes as a cape? That's I was trying to figure that out, too. I was like, what is he wearing as a cape? And then, like, what functionality is it actually serving, then? And the best part, it's space, and it's flapping like there's wind, but whatever. Is it keeping his shoulders warm? Is it, like... <laughs> so it, what it gets is cold it? in space. What the fuck does the cape do if he doesn't need it? It's an air and space museum. Anyway. Right? I was looking more at like the fact. I think he's tucking it in this one where he's with his eyes closed. Yeah, because like the aerodynamicity of his package, it's just like <laughs> he's tucking it in. <laughs> smooth as silk. But anyway. He's enjoying it. He's like, ah, oh, that feels good. But then you don't need aerodynamics in space, so maybe nope. he really just doesn't have a dick. We don't know, dude. <laughs> we never know. We're never gonna know. But he has a son. Doesn't like, but he could have reproduced some nah. other way. He could have right. like fucking he's vomited and. What if he vomits his semen into like a girl's <laughs> vagina? He's like, just a second. <laughs> he has to like fucking force it in there with like a thumb or something. Like, <laughs> with a thumb, just, not even his tongue or anything, his thumb. Or like something practical, like a turkey baster. Like, <laughs> he's just thumbing it in there. Uh, it's all fucking hella messy. You have to do it like numerous times. Lois is like, I must really love you. Oh, my God. I must really love you because this does not feel good at all. This is terrible. <laughs> so, it's like, shut up, ho. Carry my seed. Once you, birth, once you birth my seed, you will work on my motorcycle. It is the way of our people. But 
even though Clark is just kind of chilling on his way back to Earth and like, hey, now I really like Earth. You know, it's kind of dope. Can't wait to get home. Fucking Mongol shows up. Right? So yep. it's like, just now it's like where we were fucking three issues ago yep. Superman fighting Mongol. We're getting Next. that again, but like it's just they changed location. It's going to be on Earth. Yep. So it's kind of like we went backwards again. And I wonder, then, is uh, Metropolis going to be fucked up by the uh, Leviathan or not? Yeah. Is, what's Mongol going to think of Leviathan or what's going to happen? But we get two cliffhangers in this issue. You get yep. So you get Mongol approaching Earth and Superman being like, oh shit. And then you get fucking Lois Lane's like, well, I'm back from Chicago yeah. since, you know, everybody knows where I am. I was well, going to be going home. <laughs> exactly. So after all that, she's been all the time in Chicago by herself. And it's just, eh, okay, I'm going to go home now. So that One whole Chicago story is done. Me out. That's not even, that may or may not tell people where I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I may as just go home. Yep. But then she's confronted by. The FBI. Cameron huh. Chase. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What the fuck? Jurisdi- what is the FBI going to do? <laughs> Superman, again, Superman said, I'll speak for Earth. No, we don't want to die. We want you guys all, we want everyone to work, to live together, work together. And she's going to be pissed. The FBI is going to come after him for saying that. So they send a fucking F- one FBI field agent <laughs> yeah. to fucking stare off into the middle distance. I'm going to come arrest Superman. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. It's terrible news. I like everybody has a different like, pro- like d- prominent eye color in this book. Mm-hmm. You got That's Superman's funny. baby blues, right? Which yep. actually kind of reflect like whatever's going on. Bethany Snow has like the hazel eyes. Lois has the purple, and then like that FBI agent has like the green eyes. Mongol's eyes are red for the most part. It's kind of cool. I didn't notice all that. Why is yeah. it purple? Purple eyes don't exist. Lois, okay. but they're always purple. You notice that? In this book, were they? Yeah. They, I mean, in, Lois, the, in this series? In Lo- Yeah, and I think like as long as... Because even her little word name thing is purple. I thought that was like an, a forever thing. I didn't know it just... Was it something that started recently? No, I, I've never noticed her eyes purple before, so... As long as I've noticed Lex Luthor's being that green like with the new mm-hmm. 52 yeah. I've noticed hers I think being purple that's pretty cool so yeah and overall the story is kind of weird and it's real slow but the art makes up for it I think yeah the art's amazing like I said it is a very bendacy backtracking forward going mm-hmm. but the story's not completely terrible I guess it's kind of just sewing up like the whole oh I started this United Planets just to get to the Legion but can't have this United Planets thing hanging around now. It's just too big. And it's like, all right, well, let's fucking take care of that now. Well, because the United Planets, well, the United Planets doesn't, is not destroyed. Because it happens in the future, right? Otherwise, there would be no John in the future. Yeah, I was trying to figure all that out, and I just stopped because I was like... Well, the story's not done yet. I think I think they're, they're all just fighting right now. It's not... doesn't mean that they're not going to do the United Planets anymore. Yeah. Well, speaking of things we're not going to do, <gasps> how about another universe. book? <laughs> there you go. Good about segue. us doing another book because we ain't because we ain't got none. That's it. One issue this fucking weekend. We're out. See you next week. Goodbye, Mike. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> we instead because DC put out nothing, and I mean it's no secret. We're just DC fanboys. What we read Marvel what? all the time. What we read that shit. We just don't talk about it. But no, uh, actually, I read a lot of image books. But you know, whatever. Yeah, but I don't so. We go. only can talk about the stuff we read together. 
And why are you so fucking hard on here trying to like shout out that you're not a DC fanboy? You are, Mike. Oh, I'm a huge DC fanboy. Okay, so don't try to fucking make up with it. Make up stories about reading other imprints. I'm sitting here in my Superman Snuggie, so there you go. That's fucking hot, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Send me a pic of that later. (laughs) Later. Not during the Uh, podcast. All right, cool. Oh, of course not. We'd have to end it right now. But, uh... (laughs) Are you talking about... Anyway, I'm not going to go that far. I don't know. So DC Comics didn't put out like any good books this week. And so we just read <clears throat> Superman. And that's the only one we're talking But to entertain the masses of people fucking listening right now. All three. All fucking three. Or you know what? There's a lot of people quarantined in their homes right now. They might be searching the interwebs and stumbling upon this fucking great podcast. So... We came up with like lists, quizzes, and Mike's got a selection of some weird shit as well. So, yeah. What do you want to do? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Either way. What? <laughs> you go first. All right. <clears throat> so, I the first one I came up with was see if you can ace this DC Comics quiz. All right. And it's a quiz I'm going to give you. And... I thought it was really strange while I was reading this quiz. Like some of the word, like it points out like the nationality of a lot of people. And okay. I was like, that's strange, right? Mm-hmm. But then I just looked at the website I got this from and it's called From the Grapevine, Inspiring, Beautiful, Innovative Israel. So it's like some kind of weird Israeli website that... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it makes more sense that it points out like if people... Because it points out if people are like Israeli on this and it's really strange, so... Now we know. It's because of the website. So yeah, I'll give you the quiz. We'll see how you do at the end. There's 14 questions. Question number one. In Batman v Superman, Diana Prince and Bruce Wayne meet while gazing at what ancient weapon? One, the staff of Amun-Ra. Two, the sword of Alexander the Great. Three, seven branch sword. Or four, the Sword of Mercy. Oh my god. Let's go with number one. The Staff of Amun-Ra? <laughs> yes. That's more like mummy related, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I would have gone with the Sword of Alexander the Great. Well, but it? it was the Sword of Alexander the Great. Oh, okay. Diana <laughs> Prince, played by Israeli actress Gail Gadot, <laughs> is shown <laughs> the Sword of Alexander the Great while admiring... What she later declares to be fake, Bruce Wayne, played by American actor Ben Affleck, <laughs> what? takes okay. the moment to introduce himself. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There you Question go. number two. You already failed one. Of course. Always fails. So remember, this is a DC Comics quiz. So this question makes sense. What legendary superhero shocked DC Comics fans by announcing his allegiance to Hydra? Iron Man. Hulk. <laughs> Captain America or Black Widow? Captain America. That is right. In May 2016, Captain America (laughs) stunned fans by uttering two words, Hail Hydra. Turns out the captain was an undercover agent. Actually, he was like a triple agent, wasn't he? No, he was. No, he was a clone of himself or some shit. No, they did. Wasn't it the, uh, the fuck was it that reality was changed? Yeah, but he was a he was still a physical like being, right? Yeah, but it was uh, it was just a double agent the whole time, because the reality changed and that's what it turned into, yeah. right? I guess so. I don't think it was a clone or anything. Turns out 
the captain was an undercover agent for the evil organization all along. Or was he? As readers later learned, his memories of being an evil spy were not his own. Oh, yeah, his memories were changed. Lame. Question number three. Where does Barry Allen keep his flash costume? Inside a ring? Inside a shoe? Under his clothes? Or in a very small backpack? <laughs> I'm assuming it's the ring one you're talking about? In was creating his iconic red costume, Central City University professor Ira West also gave the Flash a ring to store it in. The compressed costume can be ejected and then retracted with the use of a special <clears throat> gas to make it small again. So he farts on it? <laughs> <laughs> special gas. Yeah. Good job, Mike. Okay, so what was Wonder Woman's original name before DC Comics changed it? What? Amazonia? She-Ra? Suprema? Or Superwoman? Amazonia. Uh, wrong. What? It's Suprema. What? William Marston. Ooh, Marston. The American comic book writer who created the Wonder Woman character in 1941 originally called her Suprema. DC Comics editors made the change to the name we all know today to avoid any confusion with Superman. Oh, because Suprema? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so. Because huh? it's like one letter. Or one no, letter off. Well, no, you'd have to mix the R and the E too, Just right? one letter off, and then you rotate these two letters, and then separate, yeah. Yeah, I'd no. get that so confused with Superman every time I Suprema Superman? Book. Which one is this? What the fuck am I reading? I don't know. <laughs> Better open it up. Who is this chick? Is this chick Superman? God forbid I read both. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to find out. I don't want to read this. What supervillain below is not a member of the Suicide Squad? Deadshot? The Joker? Rick Flag Jr.? Rick Flag Jr.? Or Nightshade? <laughs> Say it again. Older. <laughs> Which supervillain is not a member of the Suicide Squad? Deadshot? The Joker? <laughs> Rick Flag Jr.? Or Nightshade? Like, uh, the Suicide Squad's been around forever. <laughs> I don't think the Joker's ever been on the Suicide Squad, though, Mike, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, I would say that. But okay, the Joker I think Rick Flagg was a bad guy, though. Rick Flagg Jr.? Rick Flagg Jr., all bad I guys, though? But they're all bad guys. I know, but Rick Flagg, I thought it was a good guy, and then he was the guy that runs, no, or like, one of the guys that leads Jr. was a bad guy, just like Jordan Jr. and shit. All right. Gordon Jr. G- Jordan? <laughs> Jordan Gordon Jr. Using a, a soft G there? Hoju. <laughs> the Hoju. kids can call you Hoju. Uh, was, uh, All right, got that wrong. <clears throat> you can change your name to Homer Jr. The kids can <laughs> call you Hoju. Uh, the Joker is too much of a wild card to align himself with any one group. In Two groups, maybe? In fact, in the comics, he's often the target of the Suicide Squad itself, as the U.S. government regularly seeks to eliminate his illegal schemes. <clears throat> is that true? The first DC Comics Marvel crossover comic had Superman fighting this Marvel superhero. Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor, or the Hulk? Spider-Man. Correct. Yes. Released in 1976, The Battle of the Century featured Superman and a radiation-strengthened Spider-Man going toe-to-toe. The comic also featured both Lex Luthor and... Dr. Octopus working together to destroy the world. The face of supervillain Darkseid was inspired by the famous actor Israeli Alon Abutbol. 
I don't know who that is. American Jack Palance. That's a guy from City Slickers. Mm-hmm. Australian Peter Finch. I don't know who that is. And Canadian Leslie Nielsen. That's the guy from Airplane. Yep. Let's go with Jack Palance. <sighs> Correct, Mike. Ooh. <laughs> According I knew to the writer, Mark <clears throat> Evaner, Dark Side creator Jack Kirby modeled the face of the supervillain after that of American actor Jack Palance. While not yet confirmed, Darkseid is rumored to be the main villain of the upcoming Justice League film by American director Zack Snyder. So this is kind of old, huh? Yes, hot take. Darkseid is the main villain of the upcoming Justice League. <laughs> oh, no, he's not actually, is he? It was no. uh, Steppenwolf. Yep. How lame. I know. All right. So, so he was going to be in it, but they only made the one movie instead of the three they wanted to make. Right? <clears throat> right? What? DC Comics supervillain has Mark Hamill not voiced? Ooh. Solomon Grundy, The Joker, Sinestro, or Darkseid? The Joker. I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Really? Sinestro, Darkseid, or? Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Let's go Solomon Grundy. Eh. You know? Okay. Actor Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker. Oh, that Mark Hamill. See, if you told me that, then I would have been able to get this one right. Has been a prolific voice actor for two decades. Best known for voicing the Joker, Hamill has also given voice to the Hobgoblin, Maximus, and Claw. He can next be seen in Star Wars, Episode 8, directed by American Johnson and co-produced by Israeli Ram Bergman. But I don't think he gave the answer yet. Oh, it was Dark Side. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> it didn't give it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what weapon besides his mind does Lex Luthor traditionally wield? Money. So, <laughs> the sword of kryptonite, war suit, singing voice, or gamma ray laser? Since they call it power suit, I think it would be none of them. But let's go with the war suit. <laughs> Correct. Using his unmatched intelligence, Lex Luthor builds a sophisticated war suit that allows him to go head-to-head with superheroes like Batman and Superman. The suits, which go through various iterations, are often equipped with devilish weapons and defenses like kryptonite lining and electrical fields. Interesting. Very interesting. Before completing Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, Israeli producer... Menhem Golan tried to bring this Marvel superhero to the big screen. The DC Comics quiz, remember. Spider-Man, Iron Man, (laughs) Green Lantern, or Thor. And it says specifically Marvel superhero. It's not the Green Lantern. I'm not trying to like trick you. (laughs) So what was the actual question? The guy that produced Superman 4 tried to actually make a movie out of this Marvel hero. Spider-Man, Iron Man, Green Lantern, or Thor. Let's go with Spider-Man. You are correct. He hoped to make a Spider-Man film in 1986 with interior scenes shot in the UK and exteriors in Tel Aviv, Israel. To boost interest, the filmmaker released a trailer in 1985 showing off the web slinger. I don't know. So was Alexander Salkind? Was that the person? Uh, Yes, the Salkins were the ones that did the Superman movie. Yeah. I guess so. Question 11, Mike. The DC in DC Comics stands for 
doorknob comics, <laughs> dangerous comics, detective comics, or Doolittle comics. Let's go with detective comics. It's weird how they didn't give you a, another option for C. Like the DC yeah. and DC comics stands for everything stands for comics. Well, Dick Cox. Dick Cox. Dick Cox. Dick Cox comics. <laughs> DC stands for Detective Comics, at one point the most popular comic series in the company published collection. The title which brought us the early adventures of Batman ran from 37 to 2011, earning a Guinness World Record as the longest continuously published comic book. What was it before it was DC Comics? You don't know? Doorknob Comics. <laughs> National Comics. Ooh. <laughs> NC. <laughs> NC. <laughs> NC Comics. All right. The non-superhero DC Comics character... Oh, sorry. This non-superhero DC Comics character had their own series from 58 to 74. You think you can get it without me even listing them? How, wait, there's mul multiple? Yeah, it's Steve... No, it's only one. Okay. But without me giving you the multiple choice? No. no. Steve Trevor, Alfred J. Pennyworth... Lois Lane or Clark Kent? Oh, Lois Lane. Yeah, it's Lois Lane. Yeah, Superman's Girlfriend, <laughs> Lois Lane, was a comic book series that ran from for 137 regular issues. Went forever. And you know what? Almost, I'm thinking, every single issue was about Superman, tr I mean, Lex Lois Lane trying to get Superman to marry her. Whoa. <laughs> Basically, yes. That's what those comics were. The character at one point became so popular that in 1962, they had to stop. No, I'm just kidding. They, <laughs> sales of Lois Lane trailed only those of Superman and Superboy. Crazy, huh? Insane. Israeli actress Gail Gadot, <laughs> who plays Wonder Woman in the upcoming solo film, originally went to school for law, science, Performing arts or communications? Science. Even though that's not a... Uh, very broad... Uh, very broad definition. Uh, just general science. Law. That's why she ended up becoming an, becoming an actor. Wrong. Wrong. She went into law. Law. There you go. 2007, Gadot was nearly finished with her first year of... Oh, first year of law school. When a casting agent saw her on the latest James Bond film. Oh, my God. While she didn't get the role, the experience put her onto the path of becoming the most powerful woman in DC Comics. Yeah, because she like was in Fast and the Furious? Or yes, yeah. Okay, last question, Mike. Before she joined the Suicide Squad, what was Harley Quinn's original profession? High school teacher? <laughs> Physicist? Psychiatrist? Or marine biologist? God damn. Oh, marine biologist. I think she had something to do with a, a whale and getting a uh, <clears throat> a uh, golf ball stuck in the uh, whale's blowhole. Oh, no, but I'm going to yeah. go with a psychologist. Well, that wasn't on there. Psychiatrist? That too. She's okay. actually a psychologist, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give in you In the that. comics, Quinn originally started out as a young psychiatrist tasked with treating the Joker in Arkham Asylum. Unfortunately, she ended up falling in love with the evil clown Prince of Crime and became his violent accomplice. Get your score. Unbeatable, a true DC comic super fan. You scored 10 out of 14, Mike. Oh, my God. I did? Yeah. Good job. Nice. Very good. Very good. So, speaking of moving on, what do you got for me? <laughs> so, uh, we did, you know, we used to do the, uh, can you judge a cover by its story? Yes. So, <clears throat> and I, I've always loved all the um, 
comics from like the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, how insane they were. Uh-huh. And a lot of times the covers were at, uh, the, the, very misleading. So what mm-hmm. I was trying to do is I wanted to look at some of the old comics on the uh, DC Universe app and get a cover. And I'm going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. And I have you look at it and see if you can guess what's hap- what is actually happening in the story. Oh, so, so whoa. So what I've got like- a few things here. Now, one is really long. And it's actually Superman, King of Earth. And it's going to take a long time to go through it. Uh, but I've got one right here. Let's start here. And then, uh, r- real quick, I-, I wrote three options as to what's going on in the story. Let's see if you can figure it out. Um, then the yeah. other ones, like a couple of the other ones... I almost wanted to go through the story with you, like we do with the regular comics, but like stop at certain points and see if you can guess what happens next, because <laughs> these stories are fucking insane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sent you the one, and then I'll put these up on uh, Instagram at fourcolorultrasound.com. You'll be able to look at the picture, come up with your own story, and then uh, you'll hear what I'm talking about here. All right, so... You got it? Yes. What I got here is... So, Detective Comics number 320. <clears throat> yeah. Batman and Robin. Well, let's... Okay. It's, first of all, there's a... says, Batman and Robin, the mummy crime fighters. And you got a bank robbery going on. A lady taking a photo of the bank robbery. And then you got Batman and Robin swooping in. But they're dressed as mummies. Other than, like, their cowls and capes and belts. Yep. And then there's a word bubble from the lady that's taken a photo saying, she's not even word, this is her thought. Her this thought, is her of inner course. Thought. <laughs> it's Batman and Robin, but why are they wearing those mummy costumes? So, and I'm supposed to guess. Let's see if you can on. guess what the, why they're running, wearing these mummy costumes. And I got three choices. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got three like choices you can choose from. Because <clears throat> this, this one, I went through the story and it's not... The story doesn't is not that long. A couple of the others are longer stories where I can go through like bit by bit. <clears throat> so any guesses? Just without the get without yeah, the three see if choices. You, if you have any clue, I'm going to guess they're. This is like, you know, ripped from today's headlines, <laughs> and they're self they're they're both infected with some kind of disease, and they are supposed to be self quarantining. <laughs> to you know like level out the spread <laughs> like flatten out the curve or whatever there you go <clears throat> but they just can't stop fighting crime so they were like alfred wrap us up like fucking forget the masks let's go full mummy That's and now they're hilarious. out to stop crime is you think that is that <laughs> <laughs> no okay here's the three choices so one batman and robin get their skin turned green so they dress like mummies to not allow anyone to see their green skin which would give away their identities Choice two, there's a mummy exhibit from Egypt comes to Gotham, where King Tutankhamun comes to life, during, turning the museum into his pyramid, building an army of mummies to take over Earth, and Batman and Robin need to infiltrate it as mummies. Or, there's a talent competition, and has become a phenomenon in Gotham, with the winners being kidnapped for ransom by the evil mastermind. Batman and Robin dresses Boris Karloff's mummy and win the competition with their acting in order to find the hideout. Ooh. That third one is just kooky enough to probably be it. <laughs> well, I, but that first one was also pretty nuts. I'll go with the first one. Yes, you are correct. All right. So they get their skin turned green. They go driving down the road. They mm-hmm. see something crash land, and they go over and look at it. It turns their skin green. 
And they're like, oh no, everybody's going to see us as, as Bruce and Dick with green skin. We've got to figure out a way to be Batman and Robin without people putting the two together. And so they decided to dress like mummies and start uh, fighting crime that way. So why is that lady taking a picture of a bank robbery? <laughs> no clue. I think it's supposed to represent her taking a photo of them because if they were green, then everybody would know because they would immediately see the two together, both have green skin. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's, it's, a lot of these comics back then had everything to do with their identities. There's a couple of Superman ones here that I have that are, there's at least one Superman one here that I have. It's all about his secret identity and how is he going to be able to hide him, hide himself. Actually, there's two of them that are that way. It was like Bendis was doing research on Superman. He read all those stories. He's like, what the fuck? They're all about his goddamn yeah. secret identity. <laughs> fuck his stupid secret identity. I'm uh-huh. getting rid of his stupid identity. And like, that's the real reason why Bendis came out with the truth. <laughs> Basically, it, yes. Sweet. So, do you have another? Like, so that's pretty quick. Con- so, you want to do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. Okay. So, we'll do this one. Here's another one that's uh, going to go through um, the whole story. <clears throat> section by section and see if you can say see what's going to happen next. So I'm going to forward it to you and we'll just leave this dead air on. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Dead air is awesome, dude. People can fuck. get up, get themselves a drink, some snacks. They can like stare at their phone pretending they're waiting for a text message from you. <laughs> Ooh, All right. Just came through. All came right. through. There you go. So here we got Detective Comics number 347. Came out in 1966 or something. Said this one, there's never been a story like this. There will never be another. The strange death of Batman. And you got and Robin then, holding a uh, Gotham City press up with an extra Batman killed, a dead Batman on it. All right. And so the story, and then there's a big thing at the bottom. Warning, do not reveal the surprise ending of the story to your friends. They'll want to get the same kick out of it that you did. And Batman has been shot too because it's the moment after fatal bullet struck. There you go. All right. And then you got this dead, dying Batman... Unless he died in that awesome pose with like, fucking, <laughs> like he's pinching somebody's nipple and like fucking goes <laughs> mouth exactly. open. And it says exclusive picture taken by on the spot photographer. And I can't help but imagine it's that lady that was on the other cover. <laughs> of course. She's just walking around she, taking pictures. That's because like they're on the spot photographer, like Johnny on the spot and shit. Let's just hang out around here and hope something goes down. That fucking artwork, though, of Robin's really good. Like, is the detail in the hands mm-hmm. and everything? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Even the other, like, the other one, like, that's, like, classic old-timey, but that's actually pretty decent art, too. Which one? The first one you sent me. Oh, the, yeah, they're pretty good. Where they're dressed up like the mummies. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, love, I love the art in all these old, these old comics. All right, so Batman is going to be murdered in this and fucking... Going to be murdered. And Robin's going to bring his killer in. He swears. He swears. He's like, fuck. Son of a bitch. Bastard. Shit. <laughs> and then the fucking killer shows up. He's like, come okay. down with all the swearing. He's like, I knew it. All right. So the whole story starts off where there's the bouncer. There's a guy who called himself. Let's start with that. Why do you think that he's called the bouncer? Because he like turns people away from the nightclubs and stuff. <laughs> it's because he wears a suit. Let's see. I've got it right here. He wears a suit that makes him elastic, okay? Ah, oh, motherfucker. I knew it should have been simpler. So he literally bounces around, okay? The thief stumbled on elastaloy. <laughs> it's oh, an yeah. alloy of rubber, steel, and chrome. Ooh. So he puts the suit on, and he bounces all over the place. 
Okay? So he's bouncing around like crazy. Batman and Robin are chasing him down, fighting him. He bounced off the walls, hits them, blah, blah, blah. This goes on for, I don't know, however many pages. Batman and Robin are like, oh, what are we going to do? I don't know how we're going to stop this guy. He bounces around too much. Okay, so the story's pretty awful. But it gets to a point where you've got, um, so you've got Batman sitting here. They, they find him on the street. So uh, Batman is, uh, where is it? Batman's talking to the bouncer. Robin sneaks up behind him. The bouncer sees. Batman goes, he's like, I've given Robin orders not to attack. Don't worry. It's, this is just between you and me. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they're standing there. Two people around Bat, uh, the bouncer. Bouncer is holding a gun. What do you think happens next? He shoots Batman. <laughs> that simple. No. Uh, Bouncer says, shooting you outright is too easy, Batman. I'm not going to pull this trigger. I've arranged to kill you in a, in true Bouncer style. So what do you? what's this true Bouncer style? Can you guess? He's going to bounce <clears throat> the bullet into him? Close. He's going to take the gun, throw it against the wall. Let's see. Where does it say? Uh, it says, Batman's made his move. And I've made mine. When my elastoloy my gun hits that wall, it will bounce off and fire the fatal bullet that ends Batman's career. Okay? So the wall technically killed him <laughs> and not hit. See, he's like half lawyer and shit. Yep. So you think it's, that's what happens, right? Yeah. No. He throws oh. the gun. <laughs> the gun slams into the wall. But instead of rebounding, it caves in upon itself. The wall or the gun? The gun caves in upon itself. So, like, so it what happens? What? It implodes? It, gr- <laughs> it it just crumples instead of oh. bouncing off the way it was supposed to bounce off. Did Robin, like, switch it before he could throw it? No. It says, we froze the bounce out of the bouncer. Induction heating by, by passing a high-frequency beam through any object passed between two electrodes has been known for some time. Then Robin says, Batman varied that process by developing a beam that quick freezes an object situated between two electrodes we wore under our costumes. We circled about as the beam traveled between our electrodes and through the bouncer. When Batman counted down the time needed to rob his uniform and the gun of elasticity, whammo, it was all over. Holy shit, how could I have ever predicted that? <laughs> how could you have predicted that? So, no, so they beat the bouncer. But wait, story's end? Well, no, dear reader, there is more to this strange story. <laughs> well, yeah, because he still has to get shot, right? <laughs> Please turn to the next chapter where the story's author car- himself carries on. So you, you go to chapter two, and suddenly it's the author sitting there. What do you think is happening here? Is it breaking the fourth wall? It's breaking the fourth wall. The author's talking to us. Okay. Is he going to tell us, like, there's, like, something crazy is about to happen? He goes, that, that winds up another Batman yarn. I just hope the reader goes for the bouncer and Batman's way of overcoming him. And he goes, uh, in a little while, in a little while, I'll double check my script and mail it. But right now, as I sometimes do when I complete a yarn, I'm going into my what-if room. So, what is a what-if room, you ask? I heard you asking that. What the fuck's a yarn? <laughs> the story? I know, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it's where I relax after finishing a story and play a mental game with myself. <laughs> Whoa, I do that too sometimes. There, there you go. I stretch out on my couch and begin asking myself questions about... Uh-huh. The story. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> and? About the story just completed. Hmm. Mm. What if things hadn't gone quite the way I conveniently made them happen? I'm sure you'll have wondered from time to time. What if things had gone differently? So is this like how Marvel came up with their what if stories? Exactly. They said what if like 15 times here. So what ends up happening is he tells a what if story. What if Batman died? 
So when last when the bouncer throws the gun against the wall, it shoots Batman, he dies. And then the Justice League comes in and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry, Robin. Batman shouldn't have died. That kind of sucks for you. Then Robin goes nuts, beats the hell out of the bouncer, takes the gun, and he sits there and then he hears a voice behind him. So what if he got shot? This is the only thing that could possibly happen next. What's the, Who's the voice behind him? Fucking Batman. Holy shit. It's Batman. Oh, What's yeah, Batman of doing? Course, he didn't really get shot, dude. He hella knew it. He nullified that bullet or whatever with that the same electro thing that, like, the writer's too <laughs> dumb. He was like, I can't think of, like, how he would have died, actually. He's like, he ends up just saving himself the same way I already had him save himself. No, come on. It's more obvious than that. It says, the cows were lift, lifted off, revealing the familiar face of Bruce. He's like, I'm for real, Robin. I am Bruce Wayne as well as Batman. But I am the Bruce Wayne of Earth 2. Mother of God. So Bruce Wayne from Earth 2 decides to show up. And he says, you know what? I told my Robin on Earth 1, you know what? You be Batman now. This I'm going to go take care of this Robin. <laughs> and Alfred, who apparently died like five issues earlier, shows up from Earth 1. What the and they, fuck? <laughs> and they take over this Earth 2 Robin. And, and he tr- decides to train him. Because even though both Earths are the exact same age, he decides that this Robin, this Batman died, so he's got to come to this Earth and uh, take over. That's exactly goes, what would have happened. He goes where the dick needs him most. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. so that's the whole story. So that covers... This, this whole, what's this crazy ending that would it be? A what-if story. Is yeah, this, so like, that's the, the surprise ending I wasn't going to reveal to my friends? Basically, yes. You understand that none of this what-if story actually happened. It was merely an exercise of the imagination. The real Batman of Earth-1 is still alive. One final note. If you'd like to see more of these what-if stories, please write the editor and tell him so. So I have a feeling they nobody wrote in, but then Marvel's like, holy shit, that's a great idea. They made tons of money off of it. What I think is crazier is like you deliberately disregarded the warning on the front of this cover. You're like, don't fucking like the, the cover's like, don't tell your friends <laughs> yep. what happens in this shit. Let them read it. And you're like, hey Dieter, check out this fucking look what happens in this book. And hey everybody on the internet that's probably never read this, guess what happens? Exactly. So you were like, fuck, dude, this warning is like, what year was this written in? No, uh, I don't know. 66? 66. So it's like 40, 60, 80, like 70 years later, and it's still like this warning has like no effect. They're like the most ineffective warning of all time. It was a pretty terrible warning. That's fucking shitty as fuck. I don't know. But speaking of warnings, I got a warning for you, Mike. Oh, my God. What's this warning? Not really. I got, uh, I went into your well. <gasps> you always get those CBR. <laughs> com uh-huh. lists or whatever and I found one that I thought was this like personifies like every CBR list ever made I think just I once we wait. get through this one by the time we get to the end it'll all you'll understand alright so <clears throat> this one is DC's mother boxes Versus Marvel's Infinity Gauntlet. Which is really the most powerful weapon. I have not seen this one. This is awesome. It's a classic Marvel versus DC battle as we explore which is really the most powerful weapon. The Infinity Gauntlet or the Mother Boxes. Um, The current superhero fans will be more aware of the Infinity Gauntlet due to the success of Avengers Endgame and may scoff at the idea that Mother Boxes matching up to it because of the lukewarm reception of Justice League. However, the two actually looked very close in terms of capabilities. In this list, we've considered mostly the practicality of the use of these weapons 
comprising of the number of users capable of wielding these weapons alongside the feats they have achieved. Also, they only the core storylines involving mother boxes and gauntlet have been considered for their feats as these give an idea of their base powers. Does that sentence make much sense to you? Not at all. <clears throat> all right. So basically there's 10 uh, categories and either the mother box or the gauntlet wins the category. All right. So I'll ask you which one you think wins. And then we'll all mother box. It's DC. Okay, <laughs> that's my answer. So number the first category is the safety to use. <laughs> so do oh you God. think what? what's safer to use, a mother box or the gauntlet? Mother box. Yes, you are correct. Oh, of course. What is the point of the Infinity Gauntlet if you can't use it? The Infinity Gauntlet's various iterations always have it nearly impossible to be wielded, even when used by a powerful character. The result is often or results after completing unparalleled feats the wearer suffers the gauntlet's harsh effects making it double-edged sword the mother boxes are great and that one using them need not worry about the side effects we've seen normal humans like batman make full use of a mother box and even and even use it better than new gods after understanding its characteristics since you want to be safe while using the weapon the mother box is the obvious choice here mike so okay. all right so destructive power, infinity gauntlet, or mother box? I'm assuming since the gauntlet could do absolutely anything, I'll go with the gauntlet. Hmm. You're right. Ooh, there you go. So the mother boxes can be used to great effect to cripple an enemy, but it's used mainly been applied in situations where outright power doesn't apply. For that, characters rely on more offensive options. The Infinity Gauntlet is a one-shot to victory, as the Power Stone injected into the gauntlet or injected into it guarantees a simple move that can slaughter thousands if used at full force. The range of attack can also be played around with. The wearer can throw small blasts or decide they want to blow up an entire planet. So here's my first problem with this list. They give this to the Infinity Gauntlet, but it's the fucking Power Stone. That is actually doing the fucking destructiveness, right? Well, that's a good point because the gauntlet's not doing anything. The gauntlet ain't doing shit. It's the fucking stones inside of it mm -hmm. that do stuff. So it's like right off the bat. I don't know how much you, you can really... Right? What kind of fucking weight can you put against it? So. Well, <clears throat> all the gauntlet does is put them all together. You can hold them all in your hand for all you give a shit, I think. Yeah, but can you use this, like the power stone without the gauntlet? Yeah. I think we're yes. under the power stones used by themselves all the time. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's because we read DC. Okay, so teleportation. Who do you think wins this one? The mother box, because that's the only thing I know the mother box does. Yeah, well, guess what? It's tied. What? Son of a bitch. Most people figure the mother boxes are only <laughs> oh, good for... Go. See? At least I'm like most, most people. You are. You're most fucking people, and you're figuring the mother box is only good for teleportation. So it's a no-brainer this would be the top feature for them. <laughs> However, the Infinity Gauntlet also has a near-perfect teleportation option. Once you add the Space Stone. See? Again. <laughs> Once you fact, add the Space Stone. Hold on. These are the Gauntlet with the stones in them? I did not know that. Uh, well, no, because it's weird. Because it's now like, once you add the Space Stone, they said in this one specifically, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's mm -hmm. like, 
Oh, in fact, the Infinity Gauntlet is better if you want to use teleportation as an attack, as it has been implemented to strip away the weaponry of the character's opponent. Is that true? The other boxes teleportation is more refined, though as it incorporates larger groups and travels to another dimension in, in the fourth world, both the gauntlet and the mother box have this one working for them. So, yeah, it's a tie. All right, so practicality now. Which one do you think is more practical? A mother box or a fucking oh, infinity gauntlet? The Finley gauntlet, Finley gauntlet, infinity gauntlet, because you can wear it like a glove and do anything you want with it. So it's practical to work work with it at the same time. You know what? It's funny you say that because you're wrong. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. It's the mother box, but simply, like, just, off your answer, the que- the answer to this one is simply wearing the Infinity Gauntlet is a task of its own, Mike, oh, as it generally fits only specific individual who fit its size. What? Along with that, there's also a matter of lugging. Well, it's like a glove, like OJ, oh, right? Yeah. I should know that. I have small hands. Glo- I don't yeah. fit any gloves. There's also the matter of lugging the gauntlet around and the ease of which it can be stolen because it's just too big. That doesn't make any sense. Did you see the movie? You know how hard it was to take that thing off? The mother boxes come in a variety of sizes. The smaller ones, such as the DC animated universe, being compact enough to be used by anyone, especially discreetly. This has given heroes vital advantages when tricking more powerful enemies. The Infinity Gauntlet limits the wearer, since all one can do at that point is try to keep the gauntlet on. Okay. All right. Primordial powers. What? The fuck kind of category is this? So, yeah, yeah. Don't you ever wonder which one has a more primordial power? Who's yeah? So which one? Well, the mother which box. All it does is transport, right? Does it do anything else? Yeah. All right. It does. I'll go with the Infinity uh, Gauntlet again. You're right. Holy shit! As the gems slash stones <clears throat> within the gauntlet are of primordial creation. It allows the wearer to tap into the soul sto- the soul of anyone they want. In Avengers Infinity War, Thanos was able to detect the soul of Doctor Strange and Iron Man to gather who they were. In the comics, he used the gauntlet to make Nebula a walking zombie. <clears throat> the mother box don't offer this kind of control over something, and that isn't from, or doesn't offer this kind of control over something that isn't from the land of the living. And if you stack up the gauntlet against boxes using the soul-based abilities alone, the gauntlet trumps in this regard. Okay. (laughs) All right. Precognition. Who's... who's... Uh, Mother box. Hey, you're right. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Because the mother boxes are connected to the source. The user can tap into a multitude of technological wizardry they possess. One of these is the ability to map out the future. Unlike normal precognition, the mother boxes show the calculation of the probability of the events to unfold, which basically serves as an actual prediction. The Infinity Gauntlet does give the wearer of the, the Time Stone capability of seeing the future, but it has to catch what? But it has a catch in that the wielder has to mentally live through all these possible futures. The mother box version is much simpler, and the person using it can do so with other people around as well. <laughs> okay. That's a, because you can have more than one person around you while you do it. We'll oh, give uh, it to the box. No, that makes sense. Reality right. alteration. I'll have to say the uh, 
and the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh my god, Mike, it's like you wrote this quiz yourself. Son of a bitch. You're right. <clears throat> I know what I'm doing. Mother boxes are capable of reconstructing matter itself, as well as healing beings as powerful as Darkseid. But they're also able to, con- or they're also able to control minds, create force fields, and control all kinds of technology. This still doesn't compare to the controlling of reality. After all, there's no limits when it comes to manipulating all there is with no boundaries. One could use the reality stone. See again, it's not the gauntlet. <laughs> it's like, what's better, the mother box? Or like, yeah, the mother box in this or another thing that's like specifically made (laughs) Uh for this. Exactly. uh, There would be nothing anyone could do about it in this way. It doesn't matter if the matter is life or dead or if something before the wheeler is mystical or not. The gauntlet will alter the reality behind it, making logic and reason mean nothing. Hmm. Power extraction. Power extraction. Yeah. Who are you giving that to? Uh, Mother box. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Holy cow. We've already listed the several properties that come with a mother box. And those who have come into possession of one have made full use of those. Power and knowledge have been extracted by the mother box to bring incredible feats to life. For instance, combining mother boxes can summon the Infinity Man, uh, a being with limitless power and abilities. Cyborg was also brought to life using a mother box. Okay. We're going to disregard the Infinity Stone from the Gauntlet at this point. As the gauntlet itself doesn't have intrinsic powers, so they fucking admit in the goddamn thing <laughs> that the gauntlet itself has no powers oh, and it's awesome. all the stones. So for the mother box to win this one, we're going to get rid of the stones and just say, you know what, the gauntlet doesn't have any intrinsic power, so it can't be used to extract any powers or do anything else. Its durability is the sole inherent power. So yeah, the only power it has is its durability, which pales in comparison to mother boxes. So if And they don't even have a durability fucking section in here so wow yeah biggest feat and not like f-e-e-t but like f-e-a-t the <laughs> Wait, biggest what <laughs> that's, that's how they spelled it biggest feat f-e-a-t okay so which one the, the mother box or the infinity gauntlet the infinity gauntlet yeah well there we go of course who didn't know and it's just it basically comes down to the snap right mm-hmm. so that's right it says the dc universe looks to the anti-life equation as the counterpart to the infinity gauntlet as such the mother boxes haven't had a feat that has reached the level of destruction caused by the infinity gauntlet it's hard to beat a single snap that can kill off anyone so you went through all those and you gave him you ascertained which ones (laughs) Mm -hmm. were better like which did what right yep so now the question is which is better. Which is the winner? The mother box or the infinity gauntlet? The mother box. Wrong. Oh, son of a bitch. You got a second guess? I'll go with the power stone. You're wrong. Oh. <laughs> Third guess? <laughs> Do I gotta go with the infinity gauntlet? You would be wrong. Oh my god. The winner is tied. They're both. <laughs> oh, of course. And it depends on the user. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One might be inclined to go with the Infinity Gauntlet, which comes into mind first when thinking of enormously powered weapons. However, mother boxes have a more practical use, and those have their own advantages that stack up equally to the Infinity Gauntlet. Most of all, the fact remains that using the Infinity Gauntlet 
with most or all of its gems is a surefire way to die. And the mother boxes are a far better option to complete wondrous feats that can be achieved by beings of all kinds. So our verdict is that if you're a being like Thanos or Darkseid, go for the gauntlet. Any being that isn't as durable needs to pick the mother box. Okay. Yeah, what the fuck? It's hard. so like <laughs> like I said, it's a personification of all CBR fucking things. It's pointless. You get you read all this stuff, all these little things, which are all opinion anyway. It's hardly based on actual fact. And then they get to the end and they go, "Oh, it's both of them." We don't even come to a conclusion. That conclusion we told you we were going to come to, which one was better? Yeah, you don't even get to find out. <laughs> it's hilarious. difficulties okay so yeah that was my second one <laughs> moving on i guess what do you got what you got more of the same right well i got more of the same yeah so we got a quick one where three guesses then we've got the uh one of them where it's a fairly long story to go through the whole thing so i don't know what do you want to do <clears throat> i'm sorry can you say that again i've got a quick one where it's just guess one of the three things what's happening in the story um, then there's another one where it's fairly long, but it's a kind of a crazy story. So let's go with the shorter one. All right, I don't want to be here all night. You're gonna be here all fucking night. So in the future, if you have, if you're enjoying this at all, we could do the other one. Okay, I'm sure we'll run out of stuff on another episode at some point. We'll have to bring <laughs> this back. Sure. All right, we can be like, which game was more entertaining? The one Mike did. The one Dieter did, and then we'll like go through all the things that like made which game better and all that, and then we'll go. <laughs> oh wait, it's both. Oh right, there you go. So yeah, let's do that one then. Well, okay, I just sent you a picture. Oh sorry. Yes, I have it. I have the picture. So you got it. You got here. It's Baby Superman. Yeah. Extra. Oh, that's Supergirl and Atlantis. Whatever. Featuring the Babe of Steel. I must convince them that I'm the adult Superman in a child's body. I'm not a child, Lieutenant. I'm Superman. See? And then Lieutenant goes, Superman? I must be seeing things. How could this kid be Superman? And he's punching the desk and destroying it. It does look like... It is because it doesn't look... Yeah, it just does look like a baby Superman. That's yeah. kind of funny. Uh-huh. It's a baby Superman. And he's throwing a little tantrum. Mm-hmm. Featuring the Babe of Steel. <laughs> All right. So is that like Superman, the Babe of Steel? The Babe of Steel. Okay, so, Baby Superman, which of these three things is it? Is this Lois's dream of what life would be like when she finally marries Superman and they have a baby Superman? <laughs> <laughs> is this Brainiac comes to Earth and plans on shrinking a city, but while fighting Superman, his shrink ray gets damaged and goes off, goes off hitting Superman and turning him into a baby instead of shrinking him? Say that again? I'm sorry. So, basically, Brainiac comes down to Earth. Well, he's trying uh -huh. to... Uh, he's plans on shrinking a city. Uh -huh. But while fighting like, Superman, his shrink ray gets damaged and goes off, hitting Superman, but turning him into a baby instead of shrinking him. Oh, yeah. So, it makes him younger instead of making him smaller. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. Or, Superman goes to a medium with his press friends, figures out it is fake, then sees a message appear on the blackboard telling him his help is needed. So, he uses colored kryptonite to turn himself into a baby so he can enter the Phantom Zone through a small hole that was formed between Earth and the Phantom Zone. Uh, if you're uh, <laughs> if you made that up 
Uh, I think I'd be. Cons- I, I'm gonna go with number three. <laughs> yeah, it's number three. Okay. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you made that but, up. So this whole story, like, it's so fucking weird. So it starts off. He's he goes to a medium, right? And he's like, "Oh, this is fake as hell. What's going on here?" Well, I could see someone behind behind the blackboard drawing on the blackboard, right? And then uh, they get up to walk away, and then, oh my god, I see a hand drawing on Superman on the blackboard. Everybody's gone, and there's nobody back there doing it. Attention, Superman. <gasps> What's gonna happen? Right, so then he leaves. Then he goes to Fortress of Solitude, decides to grab his red kryptonite, which in a different story does something different. But he grabs his thing of red kryptonite, right? <laughs> and uh, it does whatever's convenient for this story. Basically, yes. <laughs> the power he... of red kryptonite is it's the it has the power to do whatever you need it to do at that moment. Yeah. Okay. Right. So as the reader, you still have no clue why, right? So he takes the bee, takes the red kryptonite, decides, oh, I'm gonna turn into a baby again. But while I'm a baby, I'm gonna have some fun with this. So he goes to a carnival. And sees the carnies screwing with people and having fa- uh, the prizes that don't, you know, the games that are rigged. Mm-hmm. So he decides to go as a baby and dress as a, as a kid and, and win the games for everybody using his powers that nobody notices I'd he's like using his powers. I'd like to say a, a baby in this instance is like well, a 10-year-old. <laughs> basically, yes. He's a baby, he's 10 years old. And then he says, where is it? He says he talks like a baby. He goes, I'll use baby talk so nobody comes suspicious. Me want to pitch pennies. Me got money. <laughs> Yes, because that's how old. Okay. <laughs> ah, me win more prizes. You give them to kids. <laughs> me keep pitching till me win all the prizes. So it's just like poor grammar versus yeah. like actually, okay. Yeah. So he gets back at that by winning all the prizes. Then he goes to, flies around and he sees somebody robbing a bank and stops them. Like he still keeps doing, ba- still keep, I'll keep up the baby talk. Me not afraid of bad mans. Then he fights them. He, like beats the hell out of them. That's they're, so they're the ones that he takes to the cops. Oh, All right, smashes oh. the desk. Then he hears, oh shoot, he hears something wrong with the uh, tanker. So he decides to go and uh, save them. Then he stops a, a uh, rocket ship that's about to go off. Oh, then he finds a scientist who is taking his son and he's going to put his son into a rocket ship to fly him off to another planet because he thinks this planet's going to explode. Well, it's just like his story. Exactly. And Baby Superman's like, this guy is fucking nuts. (laughs) How stupid is this guy to think that this is going to happen here on Earth? So he pulls the kid out, gets into the rocket as it flies off, and it explodes. (laughs) And he goes down to talk to the guy. He's, see, you moron. Uh, You almost killed your son. Then after that is when he goes sees the hole for Phantom Zone. Flies into the Phantom Zone and sees Mon-El. And he's like, hey, Mon-El. How's it going? Oh, you're dying? And he ends up leaving. It's like, it's, it's just so freaking weird. It's weird. Like, yeah, if you go back to the cover, since it's the only part I got to look at. Yeah. <laughs> the, so it's like Superman's thinking, like, I must convince them that I'm the adult Superman in yep. a child's body. So instead of being like, hey, I'm the adult Superman in a child's body, like, explain, he, like, punches throws them. a tantrum. Yeah. I'm not a child lieutenant. I'm uh-huh. Superman. Yeah. See? And then he breaks his desk. Like, if Superman was, like, older, like, I don't know, like, any other, like, he'd be like, no, look, it's, hey, just, it's me. Yeah, this is what happened. It's me. Look, I'm flying. Like, you think a hey, kid's going to be flying? I used red kryptonite to do this to myself. But it's like, no, I'll exactly. just throw a tantrum like a child instead. Yeah. And the whole, the whole cover makes it look like the story's going to be him freaking out because he nobody's going to figure out that he's Superman or he needs their help or something. But no, yeah, this like was just one panel. He did it to himself on purpose or something? Yeah, he did it to himself on purpose and decided to go have some fun with it. And then goes to the Phantom Zone and I don't mean, I couldn't even figure out what it was he was doing in there. He just sees the bad guys and he sees Monel. Then he ends up leaving and having to stop the, the hole from getting bigger so that all the others will escape. 
Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, so weird. <laughs> Speaking of stopping holes from getting bigger. Oh, my goodness. I got my last list. All right. <laughs> and <laughs> I was going around on Quora, you know, my favorite uh, <laughs> uh-huh. list or question uh, answering site, right? And I could, I didn't want to do this list because I was like, it's like it's not very good point to it. But this one, I just couldn't pass it up. So the question is, which DC character would you totally smash? And by smash, I think they mean have sex with. <laughs> you think? Okay. Because that's where this answer goes. But uh, this, oh yeah, this is a weird list. This is fucking weird. Right. It's pretty funny though, and it's a. Uh, it also stays on brand with my obsession of uh superhero private parts and superhero what private parts and sexualizing oh, them all as right. well so it kind of brings it all full circle so answered by carlton randall so we got somebody with two first names right away we shouldn't trust them <laughs> and all uh right. his cred is he is nigh omniscient of all dc comics wow all right so he's nearly knows everything about all DC comics, just about. We gotta find this guy, get him on our podcast, and uh, do some trivia with him. Well, after you read through his list of superheroes he wants to fuck, you might not want to talk to this guy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that over here. So <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that over there. All right. He starts with a good old cartoon femme fixation. I've done this before in another core question. Who do you think is the sexiest DC villainess and why? So I'll just post my same unchanged answer here. So it kind of makes sense why he stops talking about wanting to fuck them and more like marrying them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like, it's weird. Because like, if you didn't find out that it's just an answer to a different question, which isn't the question being asked, it gets really confusing beyond that, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, first of all, there's like, here's a question. I'll answer it with a question that's not related. Well, it's related, but not the actual question. Like, he's not helping anybody. But this is, like, the best question that got voted for. So it goes to show you. Maybe it's the people that read Quora that are the real problem. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I don't. So I, and I'm speaking from this guy's perspective. This isn't me. I swear to God. (laughs) You swear? I don't know. After the discussion about uh, Superman's package. Oh. I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, this is chicks, right? This is, there's no oh, dudes well, in here. So There you go. If it was a list of like dudes that you wanted to bang, then you'd be like, Dieter, did you write this? I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. It's that not awesome. Batman and Dick Grayson at the same time. No. <laughs> Notice how it's like Batman and then Dick Not like Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. No, of course. You got to be wearing the cowl the whole time. Yeah, exactly. You see? This is why we're friends. <laughs> anyway. I've always fascinated Livewire. Tell y'all ghoul. Giganta, Indigo, Madame Rogue, Artemis, Antigris, Cheshire, and Cheetah. So who's this left? Dude's tr- yeah, it's like exactly it's like <laughs> ten, 10 chicks he'd rather, he wants to bang. But they're all villains as well. So it's like, it's not even, the guy asked what DC character. So he left out every hero there is. And there's it's just a list of like villainous okay. chicks. So this is the whole list then. Yeah. All right. So Livewire. She looks like she's a freak. And I know the sex would be electrifying. Pun intended. <laughs> Good one. Pun intended. All right. That's all he has for that one. Oh, that was that's it? Like, and that's like his number one pick, I guess. Well, I think it. it would work a little bit, right? You get a little shock there. Eh, good stuff going on there. You never know. You could just stick an electric eel up your ass while doing a regular chick. 
while doing a regular check. Like it's that. like the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, number two, Talia Al Ghul. She has the body of Selma Hayek from Dust Till Dawn. That's rather specific. Not even just like, <laughs> she has the body of Selma Hayek, but from this movie. Oh. <laughs> no other movie. <laughs> no other movie. All the other ones, yeah, it's nothing like her. She needs to stop playing around and come let me be baby daddy number two. What? I'll take care of Damien Wayne, but I'd be afraid to get in altercations with Bruce. On top of that, I'll have access to the Lazarus Pit, and we can live together forever. Literally. <laughs> I love how we threw in literally there. I know, right? Uh, the third choice, Giganta. Who well, you know, doesn't <laughs> love a tall Amazonian goddess? She has size manipulation. That's bigger, favorable assets for me, and I wouldn't mind being a human dildo. Oh, my God. I told you this is so worth it. <laughs> Holy cow. So, like, right. his... Yeah, he'd fuck Giganta. Well, like, that's the thing, too. He's like, yeah, I'd bone Giganta, but I'd want her to be, like, super big and then use me as a dildo. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem fun at all. No, it that. doesn't. But anyway. All right, so, Indigo. Do you even know who this is? Indigo? Sorry, so I'm just trying to think how this would work. <laughs> so is he getting off while he's inside? I, that's what I was saying. Like, like, he, like, 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 like he crawls he... up in there and starts jerking off as he's going. And jerking off, like shooting it all over inside. <laughs> and then she just starts like plunging him in and out. Like you're fucking, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, God. water torture basically. Like fucking waterboarding, but inside a giant vag. I don't know. I mean, dude. talk about having respiratory issues. <laughs> right? I don't know. All right. It's crazy. So, Indigo, do you know who that is? Oh, I'm trying to... No, I don't. I don't know. It, I thought it was it's like a color. Martian, but then he kind of goes with a Brainiac thing. I don't know. I've never... I'm going to look up Indigo. Says, I like Miss Martian, but since she's in her 40s in human chronological years, she's a minor in Martian biological standards. What? And that is still borderline petty for me, which I think means pedophile. <laughs> Indigo it's still borderline petty for me. Just that comment is kind of a uh, little, little off there. Indigo reminds me of her from the blue-green skin to the red hair. Yes, she's a fembot, but she's undoubtedly sexy. Never mind her being a brainiac, she's which brainiac means she's eight. super okay. intelligent. And I love a woman to hold an intellect. And I love for a woman to hold an intelligent conversation, but she can teach me a thing or a million. So, yeah, that was a weird one. So, was he saying it has to be a genius robot from the future to be a woman that he can actually talk to? I think that's kind of a uh, slight there. And, and fuck. And fuck, of course. Yeah. But because she's a Martian, like on Mars, she's still a minor. So, he's like, ooh, I don't know. Even though you're 40 on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So next, Madam Rogue. She's a sa- shapeshifter, and I think we all know what that means. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Like Mystique, who's already sexy in regular form, she can appeal to all my desires of any woman of my choice. Let's not forget, she stretches. Elastigirl, eat your heart out. What? So, what is stretching going to. Yeah. How's that? How are you benefiting from that in sex? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not sure where he's going with that at all. Like, wouldn't you want the opposite of stretching? Exactly. Wouldn't you want her to tighten? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, 
Or is he saying he's so big he needs that? That's why he like needs Giganta and he needs Madame Rogue. Oh yeah, because like maybe he's like like yeah he, I, I I've gaped like normal Earthlings at buttholes before and that's still not good enough for like my girthy <laughs> fucking schlong. There you go, exactly. I need an Elastigirl to fucking like handle my fucking man manhood. Ugh, it's hardcore. Yeah, uh, that's that's the only thing I can come up with. Artemis. A bow and arrow wielding femme fatale, she conceals her defensive nature with an aggressive attitude, exhibiting a wild temperament that is apparent when people argue or belittle her. She readily involves herself in confrontations with little to no hesitance. She's hella cute when she's angry. <laughs> so so he's going to belittle her, get her all pissed off, and then right? bang her. Hey, uh, <laughs> is that basically what's happening? That's exactly like, man... She ain't shit until she's mad, and you can do that by fucking with her. And then when you do, oh yeah. So, so he's basically going to go to her and say, the only woman who can hold an intellectual, intellectual conversation with me is Brainiac 8, you dumb Amazonian. So she'll get pissed off and they'll bang. And I've been used as a dildo before. <laughs> what do you have to offer, you fucking <laughs> regular snatch tour? I'm so big, <laughs> I'm going to stretch you the fuck out. I can't even see. <laughs> That's a bow and arrow, you stupid bitch. What are you going to do? And she's like, I'm so angry right now. And he's like, yeah. He's like beaten off like right there. Just like, <laughs> he's done before Ed. Like, son of a bitch. I can never get through it. Never get through. She's so fucking cute when she's angry. But, uh, right. so, oh, my God. <laughs> Tigress. Not going. Paula. What? So now we're going into his uh, bestiality. Or that's with. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's getting there. Uh, Let's get there, real, Mike. Just hold on. Just hold on, Mike. <clears throat> Ti- hold on to whatever you're holding on to, whatever I am. Right, uh, Tigress, not Paula Brooks, who bore the name Huntress, whom I also love as well, but her daughter, Artemis Croc. Isn't that just the chick from before? Uh, sounds like it. Yes, the bow and arrow girl. Not only is she a f- feline in the streets, but she's a tigress in the sheets. <laughs> and I love my cats, except Catwoman. Also, because it's Artemis again, LOL. <laughs> so it is the same. Ch- it's weird. But wow. this time he doesn't think she's cute because she's ugly. She's well, no. cute because she's like kind of like a feline. Is that the same Artemis? Okay. So fucking weird. Yeah, I don't know. The third tigress uh, is Artemis Croc, the daughter of Second Tigress and member of the Injustice Society. All right. Whatever. That was kind of weird. And then Cheetah. Of course, the Barbara and Minerva version. Of course. I don't know if it's the furry fetish in me, but Cheetah is another feline I wouldn't mind setting it off with. She's faster than Wonder Woman. And I... (laughs) At what? (laughs) And I also think she's Les for Wonder Woman. You remember the problems you had with Artemis, right? You got too excited too quick, so you need some Cheetah that's fast. So she's faster than Wonder Woman, and I also think she's Les for Wonder Woman. So he's turned on that she has... Like, so because she might be a lesbian, he's turned on even more. She has multiple personality disorder, which in my book is sort of sexy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the mentally handicapped, the mentally handicapped or mentally, he's, he's, all right. Yeah. She has mental problems. Yep. She's also half feline. And she's lesbian. She's faster for, faster than Wonder Woman for whatever that's worth. And she's a lesbian. So it's like, this guy's like, oh, oh I can't hold it. Oh, beavis and butt. 
That's all okay. called that. But uh but out of all of these, Cheshire takes the cake. Which I guess is his dick. So <laughs> Oh there you go. Cheshire from the uh uh Batman books. Yeah, well, Cheshire. he belittles you for not knowing because he says Cheshire. You're an idiot if you don't think Cheshire is superior to the rest. Oh, all right. From her sex appeal to her personality, she's the total package. Her sex the appeal because she's half naked all the time? Is that why? I guess. The anyway. one villainous I'd settle down with. Roy Harper can eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> what? No wonder he married her. Okay. Like mentioned earlier with Talia and Damien, I'm game for to be father Jade's daughter Leanne. She has a certain drive about her that sets her apart from the rest. She can't be easily heartbroken, unlike her sister Artemis, which like I thought was his favorite pick at first. She doesn't get hung up over a guy. That's right. Two middle fingers to Red Arrow. I don't know. He like I don't know if he likes Cheshire so much or if he just really dislikes. <laughs> Sounds like he hates it, Red Arrow. Uh, Red Arrow, like, a lot. Like, I, I don't know why he says Roy Harper can eat a bag of dicks. It's like, <laughs> so weird. He hates him so much, he's fucking his ex-wife. Or wife. Or and then there's notable mentions, which is oh, hilarious, because it's, like, longer than the list of... It's, but he doesn't give reasoning. He just says, Ink, Model Citizen, Killer Frost, Jinx, Blackfire, Cupid, China White, Silver Swan, and Sir... He's just freaking mentioning people. This is so yeah, weird. Yeah, so here's like 30 fucking DC villain chicks that I'd probably fuck. Okay. And that was the list. I thought that was hilarious. It is hilarious. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so wow. which one would you smash on, Mike? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Based know. on it? Uh, let's go to Giganta. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the human dildo is the most... Uh... Oh, there's 38 comments on this, too. Oh, no. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, but they're not worth reading. All right. So, yeah. Is that it? I think so. Unless you want the news. Do you have some? Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's see. So The Rock, who plays, who's going to be playing the Black, Black Adam, says filming will start this summer. Will but, it? But will it? Who the hell knows? <laughs> nobody knows. Oh, yeah, nobody knows. If there will be films this summer. Yeah. There's, the whole world's going to turn to shit. Just run around the streets screaming naked. Yeah. Oh. 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 Hey, now. Hey, yo. Hey, now. Um, but anyway, he's been posting a lot of pictures of himself working out, but he's using his weird, weird filter that makes him look like look like an alien. It's fucking weird because it's not just uh, black and white, but it, you know it's black and white, but highly, highly detailed. So it looks like like you gotta go see a doctor. Look at those veins popping out of your arms. Ooh. It's so it's so weird. Ooh. It's like, yeah, I get it. You're ripped and you're uh, lifting weights. Let let's just get uh, let's get this movie filmed. But anyway, supposedly it's coming up soon. <laughs> Just film the fucking movie. Just film movie, the fucking movie, jerk off. <laughs> jerk off. I like you. Anyway, um, I know you haven't been reading Shazam, but uh, Shazam, issue, it's been out for, what, two years now? Uh-huh. Issue 14 in June. Jeff Johns and Dale Eaglesham were stepping away. So I'm crying a little bit here. 
Okay. The weird thing about it, though, is Dale Eaglesham has done, like, half the pages of the entire series. So the fact that he's leaving really makes no difference. But <laughs> Loser. <laughs> sucker. But so Jeff Loveness and Brandon Peterson are taking over. I've heard Jeff okay. Loveness' name before, but I can't think of anything we've read of him of his. Mm-mm. But anyway, so I'm just happy Shazam's continuing. I quite like the book. Just sucks that Jeff John's not going to be on it anymore. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. <clears throat> and then uh, the third thing here. What may be the uh, drop in storylines that's happening since um, Didio was fired from DC? I told you about the uh, generation. Is it official that he was fired? They say that now? Like guys, DC never official officially said anything, but they never said no. He wasn't fired, and he never said right. no. I decided to leave. Right, so. Oh okay. Um, again, I'm pretty sure it's just hey, AT and T buys him out and says, hey, we've got two pe- two publishers. We don't need both you guys there. Um, but anyway, so the the generation stories. There's supposed to be five generations, right? In one book every month, was coming out yeah. explaining what the generations were. The uh, June solicitations came out, and Generation 2 is missing from it, with no word as to why. So, hmm. people are very so curious think... if it, they're just going to drop it and go, Generation? What are you fucking talking about? Oh, right? so that was all Didio, you're saying? All of that was Didio's big thing, is he was the Generation 5, right? And then they were going to lead up to all of the new stories. And so that was all. that was mainly Didio pushing that. Oh. So the theory everybody has is that with him gone, that they're going to go away from it. And now, of course, the rumor is because it, this was supposed to be on the June solicitations, and it's not. The assumption is that they're going to end it all. <clears throat> but, of course. Well, that's kind of shitty because that sounded kind of cool, actually. Yeah, there's no, I mean, it may still happen. Nobody said one way or the other. But anytime you have the person that was in charge directing, right, the way the company's moving. You got to assume something's going to change. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, gotta, I mean, who knows? You got to do something different. It could be nothing because things get delayed all the time, right? <laughs> so it may mean nothing, but it it would be kind of weird if they do generation zero, the generation zero, and then generation one. Mm-hmm. But but no, don't continue it. But then they never continue on. Yeah, that would be. All right. What's the point? Like, because yeah. even see, it doesn't make sense to me. I would think they would at least go up to four, right? The current time, even if they're not going to go and move it forward to the fifth generation, you can still tie all together. So I don't know. That's why I expect to happen. But you know, I don't know shit. So yeah, you don't know nothing. Uh, We're the last continue to know nothing. What's up? <laughs> I said, and we'll continue to know nothing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the the last thing I have here is uh, deceased. The sequel is going to be coming out in June. Didn't they already come out with the sequel? Well, there was the Unkillables that I think was just side stories. It wasn't meant Isn't to be a sequel. still going on too, right? That yeah, it's still going on. But it's going to be Deceased, Dead Planet. That uh, it'll pick up after the events of the original series. When a distress signal from the original Earth is received by the residents of Earth 2, a new Justice League must return to their old home and face whatever evil awaits from there. It's like living through Marvel zombies all over again. Basically, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I know. It's, it's essentially the exact same thing. <clears throat> but what I'm curious about is, I, I was kind of confused by the solicitation because it's got John as Superman, Damien as Batman, but Cassie as uh, Wonder Woman, right? And so I, I assumed it was all the, those superheroes, right, that are t- now taking over the new mantle and uh, having to fight, you know, try to rest- restart Earth. But they're saying they come from Earth 2. Was there an Earth 2 with John and Damien? 
Was there well, any story there? They, well, maybe it's where they went in that spaceship and they started like another. I know it's like there is specifically multiverse Earth two, but okay. Maybe so like you think that's where they, they landed the spaceship on? They just called here's Earth two, and now they're coming back because there may be somebody that's still there. Yeah. Okay, so I wonder if that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that's what it was or if there was because I know there was an Earth two with you know a different Justice League from the yeah, New Fifty two, but that is. So yeah, so you're thinking that. I think it's kind of cool. So you got at least a chance to see John and Damien as Batman and Superman. That'll be fun. So I think that'd be kind of cool because it's the original it, writer and artist and everything. It's Tom the Comic Man Taylor. Tom the Comic Man Taylor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Uh, very nice. So very nice. Went through that a little so, quick, but you know, wasn't much. Yeah, fuck it. There's no news going. No news at all in the world this week. So everything's just being canceled. <laughs> Everything's just canceled. <laughs> So, uh, well, anything new happened uh, there, Dieter, this past week? No. no. In fact, we've uh, digressed. <laughs> we're going backwards. We're going backwards. We're we're back to 2012 uh, stock market. We're no, I thought we were back to like no. I thought they said it was the worst ever, right? Well, worst, than... worst drop. We're oh yeah, but yeah, you're right. 2012 to the points or whatever that it was yeah. at. It's still going down, but we're in the, like oh, the God. Stone Ages in terms of. You know, this may be our sixth Patreon talking. What little knowledge does Mike and Dieter have about the stock market? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, trade tips. Buy DC Comics. Like, That's not a publicly traded company. <laughs> uh, fucking buy AT&T. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah. so until, well, yeah, you want to find out. Maybe something does happen and Mike does find a news story. Could you imagine? Could you believe it? You could always come back and find out again next week. We'll be here. Well, maybe not. Even if you're not, even if you've succumbed to the deadly virus <laughs> pandemic, we'll still fucking go on because Mike and I are invincible. I don't know if we told you that on the other. We might get to that one episode, but for now, we'll leave it at that. Uh, until then, though, Mike. Good night, Mike. Good night, Dieter. Uh, the funny part is you keep <laughs> you said next week when we're not doing it next week. We're not. <laughs> No. Well, then let's not go away. Let's just keep it. Why aren't we doing it next week, Mike? Because <laughs> I'm going into the Hellmouth. Oh, that's right. You have. Oh, as some of you faithful listeners may remember, Mike is a jet setter. This guy, it's hard to tie him down for this one conversation <laughs> a week. Let me tell you. So this guy is going to. How many? How many weeks are you canceling on us? Uh, two. Two weeks without an episode. This. So yeah, just when you need us the most. During fucking self-quarantine and, you know, shelter where you are or whatever. When you would want the, the whatever, the companionship that we offer, we won't be here. We'll fucking be. Well, I will. Mike won't. Well, you can just do it. Well, hey, episode, uh, was it, 29 and a half? You could redo that one. I could just, like, you redo the magic, but, like, actually without somebody else talking to you. Uh-huh. That'd be weird. Exactly. Maybe I could bring Mitch on as the fucking host. <gasps> Shit. Then, you hear that, Mitch? No one's going to want me back. Yeah, then. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, you're scr- you played yourself, Mike. Damn it, I'll figure you out a way to yourself. do it back from up there. Yeah, you know what? We'll come back next week and maybe we'll come up with something. If not, come back in three weeks and you might hear Mike again. Well, so, like uh, I said, I'll be in hell, hell mouth, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, until well, then. We'll be coughing the whole time. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> until then, and God knows who knows when that then will be. Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, dear. <laughs>